The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Happy birthday Andrew Happy birthday to you You like my singing? It's beautiful Is that alright? I saw like an angel above your head It's like if Fergie (laughs) And Jesus Well happy 70th birthday Andrew Thank you so much for everything that you do um, For this show You are You look magnificent for the big Um, (laughs) 7-0 <laughs> welcome everybody Cap- merry christmas eve to you all um this is the two-point conversation and we are off we are rock and rolling it is well thursday time of recording andrew's birthday so he did want to wish him a happy birthday on the show we are very i am very very thankful for everything that andrew has ever done uh for me for this show for yeah just he's one of the most wholesome dudes i have ever met twice in my life three times but uh just er- period ever and uh, i just wanted to honor him on the show um for that reason so thank you thank you buddy for everything you, you do i hope i hope your birthday turns out really really nice um, well, I'm, I'm up so yeah you sound like <laughs> shit no uh, <laughs> but um but yeah so welcome everybody uh you know we're talking we're talking more fun stuff, but really quick, I did want to make an announcement. We are going to be debating this uh, next week, probably for our Wednesday episode, but I wanted to uh, very quickly name drop the pro bowl selections for the 2021, um, 2021 pro bowl. All right. I just want to run through them really quickly. And then we're going to jump into, we're talking the electric football game. Uh, We'll talk about that in a moment. So your pro bowl quarterbacks uh, for the NFC side, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Kyler Murray for the AFC side. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Running backs slash fullbacks for the NFC, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, Alvin Kamara, and Kyle Juszczyk. For the uh, AFC, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and Pat Ricard. Wide receivers, NFC, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, and Justin Jefferson. For the AFC, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase. Pro Bowl tight ends. NFC, George Kittle and Kyle Pitts. AFC, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Offensive linemen. Offensive linemen, offensive tackles. All right. Uh, Rashawn Slater, Orlando Brown, Deion Dawkins. I believe that. Yeah, that's that's AFC. Excuse me. NFC, Trent Williams, Tristan Wirfs, Tyron Smith. Offensive guards, Quentin Nelson, Joel Batonio, and Wyatt Teller for the AFC, for the NFC. Uh, Brandon Scherf, Zach Martin, Ali Marpet. Ali Marpet uh, and centers, Corey Lindsley and Ryan Kelly for the AFC NFC, Jason Kelsey and Ryan Jensen, uh, pro bowl defensive lineman, AFC miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Trey Hendrickson, DeForest Buckner, Chris Jones, Cameron Hayward, NFC, Nick Bosa, Cameron Jordan, Brian Burns, Aaron Donald, Jonathan Allen, and Kenny Clark 
your Pro Bowl defensive backs, AFC, J.C. Jackson, Xavier Howard, Denzel Ward, Kenny Moore, Kevin Byer, Derwin James, Tyron Matthew, NFC, Trayvon Diggs, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Slay, Marshawn Lattimore, Quandre Diggs, Buda Baker, and Harrison Smith. And lastly, in front of me, your Pro Bowl linebackers, T.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, Matthew Judon, Darius Leonard, and Denzel Perryman for the AFC. For the NFC, Chandler Jones, Robert Quinn, Shaq Barrett, Micah Parsons, and Bobby Wagner. I don't have the kickers and punters in front of me because, well. Kickers and punters? Kickers and punters. Yeah, yeah, basically that. So, uh, but congratulations to all of them. Everybody who made it, I'd imagine Justin Tucker's in there somewhere. Um, that sort of, you know, that sort of jazz. But those are 2021 Pro Bowlers. A lot of controversy coming out of it. We will be discussing it uh, again on Wednesday's episode with myself and Derek Jaws. So, um, so be ready for that. Uh, a lot of people feeling, yeah, there's a lot. I think it was a good year for snubs. A lot of, a lot of big conversation piece there. So, uh, so let's talk about this thing. Electric football. All right. This, uh, this wonderful little creation that was made way, 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 way back in the day. And, uh, a very unique board game experience. I guess it'd be, yeah, I guess it'd be considered a board game in a sense. Very unique. Uh, board game experience if you think about everything that's well that was around at that time that is even around to this day a really really cool invention that was made up uh way back in the uh well it's ancestry back in 1929 but man it really hit its stride in the 60s and 70s yeah yeah it was uh it was a pretty big thing so much in the 60s and 70s you know when my uncle was a kid that my mom got my brother and i won for Christmas one year, and that was had to be late 80s, maybe just early 90s. And we got it. We were like, oh boy, this is this is gonna be football and it's gonna be awesome. And <laughs> we played it for about five seconds, and we were like, Okay, well, how do you throw the ball? And it's like, oh, you use this little guy who also kicks the ball. And we're like, this is stupid. I hate it. Let's <laughs> touch this thing again. And we just went back to go playing Tecmo Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think it was probably in, like I said, yeah, around that time. It was either Tecmo Super Bowl. We had to go back to play or Tecmo Bowl. It, looking back on it, I wish it was one of those things childhood-wise that we would have spent more time doing. Right. Because as I, my uncle lived in Florida, but as I got older and I was talking to him, the possibilities in that game where he would paint, he was a huge Vikings fan. So he went through and he painted every single guy, you know, purple and made sure they had the numbers on there. And his favorite player was Fran Tarkenton. So the quarterback was 10 and just being able to, it's do, like Dungeons and Dragons for not nerds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You feel, you feel me? It, it kind of is. You can paint the pieces. You can get all extravagant. It's literally, it's literally Dungeons and Dragons just for jocks and stuff, I guess. It's like, it's like bubble hockey, but not as fun unless you get into it. Like bubble hockey, I feel, or the little pole hockey games. That's probably the easiest kind of sports simulation game there is because anybody even if you don't know hockey you could do it even baseball we had a baseball simulation game it was fun but it was a little bit more it it was a lot more fun than this a lot more pick up and play let's just (laughs) say but electric football you're like oh my goodness you got these little tiny foam footballs 
And that's what the quarterback does and kicks and you turn it on and they just kind of vibrate everywhere. And then right. it's like, how do you know he gets tackled? So I wish I would have taken more time, but then again, I think, do I have, I bought some kind of football game that might, it's sitting in the studio. I bought it a year ago. I have never, op- I've never, I've opened it up. I've never played it. Um, but it's a, it's a football game. You actually, it hits cool, so cool. It has one of those like 1970s, like plug endings and stuff. You can just definitely tell that the, the technology is old and, uh, it lights up the field, like lights up. It, it must, I don't, I don't know if it's electric football. Maybe it's one of those card ones. It might be. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not entirely certain, but yeah, electric football was like legitimately all the rage. Like my dad talks to me about it still to this day. And I would love at lo- like absolutely love to be able to um, find, you know, find an original game of this. And I'm sure there are some out there. I'm sure there's some out there, but what a, what a really just really crazy cool invention. Um, this, this, this thing was and, and uh, provided a lot of experience. I actually just watched a video of it like a minute before we started recording, uh, watched the video of it. I wanted to see how this thing played. I understood roughly the concept. I knew that he had the pieces, but I wanted to see how this thing played. And so what it does, um, for how it is played, all right, you set them up, you got your formations, you got, uh, offense, defensive pieces, yada, yada, yada. And you hit like a button or something, or there's like some kind of like knob thing and the whole board just starts shaking like crazy. And so what these, these little player pieces, they're on wheel bases, right? So they can move around. I think that's the, that's the gist, that, that's the gist of it. That's what I've understand. Yep. They're on bases and they react to the vibration on the field. Uh, and kind of, however, whatever happens, happens uh, it, as far as that goes. So you set them up and it, like, it's a really, really crazy, cool concept. Yeah, you know, because I was watching one video and the, one of the players is just going around in a circle, <laughs> yeah. just going around in a circle. Uh, there's actually a very there, there's quite a few videos of uh, like monster hits on electric football. Really? Like, yeah, the, I, I watched one. It was a uh, somebody zoom. They kind of zoomed in. It was a kickoff return. They're like, wow, watch this number get popped on, on the return. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets railed and it's, the dude just spit it around in the butt. Oh my God. It was so funny. It was so, it was so, oh man. Uh, what a crazy, unique idea. Annoyingly loud. Yeah. It's very a, loud. A very annoyingly loud, but a very cool concept. Uh, nonetheless. Now, how much do you, I mean, how much do you know about the playability for this? Outside of what I just explained. Other than, you know, what we kind of pieced together, my brother and I pieced together when we got it. um, Triple threat quarterback, punt, kicker, throws the ball. We couldn't figure out really what to do to throw the ball because nobody really catches it. Right. I think that was one of our big, I think that was one of our biggest problems what i understood was that that you flick the arm back and if it hits anything on a wide receiver it's considered a caught pass see that's where we were thinking see that's, this is that's what i read i think this was at a point where electric football is probably really popular 
like you said, your dad played it. My uncle played it. They're pretty much around the same age, kind of in that same generation. And I think that's when video game football, when it first started coming out, was just so, I wouldn't to say simplistic and bad. Okay, I'll say bad. That electric football was superior to it. Right. By the time we got an electric football, you threw a ball in a game. Guys were, it was going into cut screens. And right. So it was, so I think that was one of the things where we were like, why, how, how does the guy catch it? And then, but like you said, it makes sense. Now I wish we would have spent, like, like I keep, I'm going to probably say it 90,000 times, wish we would have spent more time where as long as it hits a guy anywhere on him, it's a catch. But we're thinking, I, I don't even know how old I was. I was probably seven or eight. My brother was probably 10 or 11 or so. And, you know, for us to sit there and go, okay, the ball hit the guy. All right. So what do we, why can't he catch it and run with it? (laughs) That's where we were at. Like, we want that full on constant action. We're not the, all right, flick it. All right. You caught it. 20 yard pass. Turn off. And then you got to line everybody back up again. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, this thing is crazy cool. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen to the show that have never heard of it. And that's why we wanted to bring awareness to it. I've never played it. Andrew obviously has, but I am very, very well aware of it. Um, this is cool. On the Wikipedia page, there's a picture of uh, the Detroit Lions offense working deep from their own zone against the Nebraska Cornhuskers at the Electric Football World World Championships. They legitimately do a tournament about this. And, uh, you know, like a tournament for this thing, it's, it's, it still has like that, uh, that cult like following, like there are still Tecmo Super Bowl, Tecmo Bowl tournaments to this day. Um, it sounds like there's still tournaments to this thing, um, as well. So I wanted to read, uh, this is a good source from Wikipedia. I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, but uh, I wanted to read the history of how this game kind of came about. So, uh, electric football's ancestry came, um, uh, goes all the way back to 1929 Elmer Sass. He incorporated. I know. I know. Elmer and Sass or Saz. I don't know. I'm terrible at pronunciation. He uh, incorporated Tudor metal products. Everybody I think is pretty familiar with Tudor. Um, I've seen their name on several different things. I can't put my finger on it, but I know I've seen that um, name before, but he he incorporated in, in New York city. The company survived the great depression in the late 1940s, Elmer's son, Norman, became president of Tudor and uh, invented the game electric football. Norman based the game on a vibrating car race game that Tudor already sold. And the early uh, 500 electric number 500 mo- electric miles were crude to the modern eye, but were the first tabletop football game featuring actual moving players as reacted to vibrations by the electromagnetic motor upon the, f- the metal field. So that's pretty cool. It was inspired by a racing game. I'm interested in that a little bit i mean it's, this is this is pre those little gun things the little gun where you hold it and they, they they race through the track and you see the sparks and stuff and they smell like shit uh this is this is all before that Th- this is why are you I mean, putting down slot cars huh? i was looking for one of those so I love bad slot cars okay, I love okay. slot cars i grew okay, up with those things i was looking for one of those for my kids and then i realized they probably treated the same way i did electric football they're like so it just goes around it's like yeah it goes around and uh, they're like okay i need, back, to, find, back I need to find i need to find one 
I used to have ones that lit up like headlights and stuff that lit up. We used to play in the dark and it was the craziest, coolest thing. And man, slot cars were awesome. That's that is a discussion for a whole nother podcast. Um, but yeah, actual passing kicking was done using a unique feature of this first of its kind design. Electric football was an immediate hit and became one of the hottest uh, items at Christmas time through the 1960s and 70s. And to date, has sold 70 million games, which is really cool. Tudor did so well with it. And many other companies entered the frame. Coleco, Monroe, and Gotham. Uh, some of electric football's greatest innovations have come out of the competition between the companies. Uh, in the 1960s, Tudor produced the first all-plastic 3D players. Um, and, uh, yeah, an industri- let's see. industrial designer named Lee Payne showed Norman a set of new player prototypes who, whose additional realism would change electric football forever. Uh, they were introduced in the 600 model, and the figures were in five different realistic poses. All right, so I'm guessing quarterback, linemen, receivers, running back, all that, just all that jazz, uh, pretty similar. And they sold them on the idea of painting the figures uh, using actual NFL uniform colors. And he was actually very gung-ho about getting uh, NFL licensing for, so he could market that as that, as official like NFL electric football. Um, But yeah, so they just started adding to this thing, but no longer like further like upgrades to it. For, it was no longer just uh, just uh, electric football field. They added uh, crowded crowd scene backgrounds, scoreboards. They added a whole just environment to this thing to make it be as cool as it could be. And uh, they also used a softer plastic material to develop the triple threat quarterback that can run, pass, and kick. So it was a multi-use piece. Um, in 1967, Tudor introduced its flagship model, the 620, and it came with uh, improved metal playing surface, cardboard backdrop scene, NFL-style field goal posts, and NFL-painted teams, and this set quickly became the standard for electric football and made two-door number one again. Um, yeah. So it, this two-door sold itself off. Uh, it was sold to a couple different places, but um, that last version, the 620 version, has become the standard set, and I think what a lot of newer I have seen it. I've seen it at the Wegmans here in Buffalo or in Niagara Falls. They have a Bills and Patriots one, which is, which is really neat, which um, which I find really, really cool. So, but that, yeah, that is the history, I guess, in a nutshell. It's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beloved game by many. And it's really cool in the tournament. I got to get one for the studio. I really got to find one for the studio now. Start doing tournaments or something with electric football. Looks like some hobby shops. So like the newer players, because I see a pet here, electric football, 11 action figures, and it's the Baltimore Ravens. They only sell the figures. Yeah. Like if you buy the board, you can buy the teams. So you got the 11 guys. I love it. How it's still like, the two thousands or so, and they still got the guys blocking with their uh, <laughs> with their arms in and their elbows out, <laughs> like like it's nineteen fifty all over nineteen fifty nineteen sixty all over again. Dang! I just found uh, a Colt set sold out, sold for eighty bucks. TudorGames dot com if you want to buy it. Um, it. This one's sold out, but if you want to look up your favorite team and stuff, uh, yeah, this is really really cool stuff. Um, 
Oh, yeah, they're very well out of stock. So it's still popular. It's still selling very, very well. Um, yeah, I mean, that's electric football in a nutshell. Again, if you've never seen it played before, go look it up on YouTube. It's a pretty crazy cool concept. And uh, I, me personally, I definitely, definitely, definitely want to find this game and, and, uh, and play it. I'm one of those people who just has to have it. I have to have it. I I, sh- I gotta really gotta double check that what what game I bought uh, from that resale shop a year ago and make sure that it, it you know it's not electric football but I think it's one of those card ones. I think uh, if you're a football fan and you like the kind of the board game thing, yeah, you're looking for a different change of pace. I think it's something you got to at least try or play once. I think so. I think so. I mean, 80, yeah, it, I would pay eighty bucks for that though. I would love I would. to see. You. I totally would. I would love to see you and Brian try and, if you ever do get one, try and react film. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. On the electric football, be like, this I think is Jack would be a play. fun one. I think Jack would be a fun one to get a reaction from. Yeah, I this think- is all foreign to him. He was he, he didn't really become a football fan until 2014, so he doesn't oh, know yeah. nothing about this. Absolutely no. nothing about this. But. um but all right, everybody. I th- is there anything you want to add to this episode before we close up? No, nope, that's that's all. We figured we keep it nice, quick, and easy. Uh, next week we are talking miscellaneous, miscellaneous stuff. That's what we're gonna do. So those little vending machine football helmets, we're talking about them. Those card game board, uh, football board games, that's what we're talking about. Anything, posters, uh, you know, precious moments with NFL players, literally anything. That is football toy related. That is something that people could expect on a Christmas day. We'll be covering that. Um, but yeah, we are almost it. next week will be our last. Uh, yeah. Our last Friday episode of the new year. Yeah. Right. Is New Year's day Saturday or is that New Year's Eve? I have no idea. Anyway. <laughs> uh, that next new Friday year's is day. the last episode yes. of 2021 for two point. Conversation. New year's Eve. I get wow. both. We get both of the eves this year, New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve. That is not too shabby. Not too shabby. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much uh, for your support. Hope you learned a little bit of something about the uh, the good old classic electric football game. Maybe someday we'll actually be able to afford these things and play them uh, as we're recording. You know, maybe someday. But uh, thank you. If you don't listen to another episode of our show again this year, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays, whatever your you celebrate, whatever your denomination is, and uh, happy New Year to you all as well. So, thank you so much. One more time, happy birthday, Andrew! And uh, on behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, the two point conversation is good. Yeah, spot. <laughs>